Uh, how's, how's life economically in your neck of the woods here in Alberta? How's things going here in the Edmonton area, or some of the uh, the communities surrounding? Uh, is it like Grand Prairie these days? Because apparently, Grand Prairie's on a roll. Yeah, and, and continuing to roll, according to a new uh, workforce study. Uh, GP is, is expected to double its population in less than five years hmm. if if this study comes true uh, attracting a lot of younger workers uh, it is certainly a, a great place to live the quality of life fantastic uh, however is the city ready for a, wow. a population boom like that we're going to ask the person who knows mayor jackie clayton the the mayor of grand prairie and she joins us on the phone good morning Good morning. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Where is this coming from? And I'm not talking about the growth, but but, but the predictions. Are they accurate? Can we see doubling? We're seeing 85,000 new jobs over the course of five years. Is Are these accurate numbers? Well, a little bit of a data that needs to be interpreted differently is that it's not 85,000 new jobs. It's 85,000 jobs in total. Mm-hmm. It's about a 5% increase. It gets our numbers back uh, to uh, prior to pandemic numbers. And so while it be significant increase over the next few years and the population forecasts, you are right, are expected to double. It's not solely in the city of Grand Prairie, it's in the entire region. This report was uh, brought through the city, the county and the MD of Greenview, which serves a significant um, land area. And the report intended us to be able to figure out where there are opportunities in recruitment, what people are happy about and, and where there are areas to improve on. So, you know, overall, uh, it was a great study. It gave us a good lens and um, of what's happening in the region. And it, it showed that people are happy with the quality of life and, and that there are significant opportunities. Does it scare you a little bit, though? Well, this isn't the first time that we've gone through significant growth. Uh, I would say that approximately um, 20 years ago, the region went through a significant growth boom at that time. And and because of that, now the region is very strategic in its growth. We're prepared for another uh, spurt of growth. And, and I think that the region in pockets has seen significant amount of growth. And now collaboratively, we are taking the opportunity for a next uh, round of significant growth. Uh, you know, my, my, my first assumption is that this is uh, being driven by oil and gas, is it? Or is that uh, not the only thing that is driving it? Actually, the report identifies that the growth isn't only in the energy sector, that there is significant room for growth in hospitality as well as retail. Um, and in in addition, that there's opportunities in other sectors as well. Well, sort we of know one that gets another, though, doesn't it? So if oil and gas is the driver, then it creates all these other ones. Well, it depends. When other sectors are growing as well, then there's a need for uh, increased hospitality and retail. But another area that's identified is in transportation and and warehousing. So as the the region serves over 300,000 people, um, there are needs in health sectors, uh, professional services, with the home. Uh, Grand Prairie being the home of the regional hospital, that's seen significant spin-off in regards to other subsidiary sectors, in, in particular in healthcare services. And why Grand Prairie? Is it is it your location? Is it the quality of life? Why why, why do you think there, there will be such a huge influx of people? 
Well, the people that live in the Northwest know, have known for a long time that we're very fortunate. It's a great place to live. You can have big city amenity, amenities while still having a small um, community feel. We know that the report shows, and, and we know that drive times are, are shorter than other communities. We know that there's opportunities for good-paying jobs and reasonably afforded houses, um, housing prices. We also know that access to amenities, access to daycare and access to K-12 education is a priority. Those things, when you live in a community, a mid-sized city, um, are more accessible than when you live in a larger centre. Uh, but like you said, you've gone through these, uh, these, these rapid expansions before. Is there a risk that things like an affordable housing mm-hmm. market could suddenly change in an awful hurry? And are there, are there things being done to try and mitigate that? For sure. This region in particular in the urban centre in the city here, we're working on housing on a regular basis. We have um, a good um, market of single-family houses, but we need more multi-family housing. We're currently um, optimistic that we'll receive some rapid housing funding from the federal government to in turn work with the region to see some more multi-family um, type products such as apartments, etc. Uh, traditionally, single-family fa- houses is more what you see in a mid-sized city, and so we're working um, optimistically and and in turn with the region to find those opportunities for housing. I guess you have to be more than optimistic, right? You're just, it has to be done if all of these people need to find homes and daycare spaces because you have a a young population and the, the population influx that is expected also going to be younger. Absolutely. The average age in our city in particular is 31 years old. We know that the region overall um, is younger. We also know that there's not a significant amount of people retiring in our region in the near future. Housing is a priority that the region is working on through not only private industry and through housing, but through working with the provincial and federal government. Uh, Housing, as many communities across Canada are facing, um, it is a number one priority right now between health care and housing. Those I would say would be the number two, one and two items on elected officials' minds. And and we continue to work with private industry and the province and the federal government to find solutions in that regard. How do you, how do you, you, you've seen other cities where maybe the growth has been too fast Mm -hmm. for some of the infrastructure. So I haven't been to Grand Prairie now for a few years, but when I've been there in the past, you know, generally there's, there's a, there's a primary conduit to get from, you know, from one end of the city to the other or a couple of them. How do you expand those roads to, to, to deal with uh, the increase in traffic without creating all the bottlenecks? This is a rapid growth. And, uh, and so that infrastructure, what have you been doing to try to ensure that you can handle that? I mean, even here in Edmonton, when the hand day was built, it was like, wow, look at this is huge. It's ridiculous. And then suddenly it has to get expanded because the population overwhelmed uh, what was already built. How are you dealing with that? Yeah, absolutely. Over the past uh, probably 10 years, we've been uh, very proactive in um, forecasting and, and as well as being proactive in investing in infrastructure. I know that, um, you know, 20 years ago, the growth happened relatively quickly. So we've been very strategic in our growth and and enhancing, uh, as you say, infrastructure. I know that we've uh, significantly increased the amount of money that's been put into uh, the main arterials in our region. Well, we also work collaboratively with the county and the MD of Greenview, who in turn are being proactive in that growth. Um, It's been very strategic above the provincial average in the numbers of growth. But while we've been 
preparing for that, you've seen time and again and time and again that we are actually adding amenities, we're adding services to our community, we're investing in our infrastructure. So we've been forecasting this continued growth for a while now, and now the capacity has room for growth. So we're prepared for this next uh, boom of growth, as you want to call it. But I think that uh, really that's having the foresight over the past few years that we would be strategic and be prepared because first, when you have a significant amount of growth, sometimes the first iteration of it, you may not be prepared. And that's where you're seeing across some of the pockets in the province right now, they're having significant growth. We've gone through that once, and this region now is prepared for the second um, second round of it. Mayor, while we have you on the line, can we ask you about your police force? I know that mm-hmm. that was the talk um, a little while ago about a provincial police force, and you took the province up on an offer to uh, start your own, and now it seems like the idea is dead everywhere else in the province, but it is alive and kicking in uh, in your city. Tell us about how things are going setting up your own police force. Absolutely. And March Council made the decision after um, multiple years of discussion and education in regards to what the opportunities were. Uh, so in March, we went, uh, made the decision to go ahead with that uh, from with financial support from the province on that five-year transition. Uh, we hired a police chief the end of August, and Chief Lacusa has started. He's now, in turn, hired his, uh, some five senior leaders. In 2024, you'll see 40 Grand Prairie Police Service members uh, implemented into our community. And this transition over five years is a de-escalation um, of RCMP and an implementation and an increase of, of uh, Grand Prairie Police Service. I think that... Um, Across the province, there are other municipalities exploring this. I wouldn't say that municipal police services um, are dead across for, for discussion across the province. The province has offered municipalities funding to explore this opportunity. Um, we're not hearing a lot about a provincial police force. However, there are municipalities exploring this opportunity. As the current RCMP uh, contract right now in regards to contract policing ends in 2032. So municipalities are getting prepared um, as, you know, there may be different options available in the future. And in Grand Prairie, we are on time, we're so far on budget, and we're slowly implementing that service over the next few years. I don't know if you can answer this quickly, but any lessons learned from Surrey, uh, from what's been going on in BC, because they went down this direction and then decided they didn't want to, now they have to. Uh, so any lessons learned from that that you can go, okay, that's why that didn't work there or isn't working or it hasn't worked very well, we're not going to make the same mistakes. Yeah, the significant difference is that in Grand Prairie, we did the background information, the research, did, had the studies done, the reports done prior to making a political decision. In Surrey, there was a couple of political decisions, one in favor of and one in opposition of. Then they continued to do the research. And so I just think that municipalities, if they're considering this, need to do the background, need to see what the actual costing are, need to know what the implementation and transition can look like. So do your homework first. And I, th- and I think that there are opportunities and many opportunities ahead in the future for exploring a police service that is, has unique needs for your community. Local oversight with local input for local solutions. Thanks, Mayor, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate your time. Jackie Clayton, Mayor of Grand Prairie, joining us on the line. It's a fascinating world in the uh, in the northwest of Alberta right now. Yeah. When I ask the question, are you are you scared? I'm, like, what what's going to happen? We're going to double the population? Are says, we ready for it? And, he said and, they saw it coming. So. Yeah.
Yeah, well, that, that's good. Doing your homework is yeah, what she said. Go. So you got to be prepared for it. But you can build homes at, at so so fast and daycare spaces and schools and, and those sort of things. So you don't want to be trapped as, as a mayor and go, oh, I have no place to put people. Like we've seen in Fort McMurray, right? Remember when houses were a million dollars for a one, two bedroom bungalow? Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> it's been a problem in the past for Absolutely. many municipalities.